All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Who Pods. I'm Josh. With me, as always, is my co-host Jack Phillips. Hi there. And joining us again is Bradley Fuller. Hello, hello. How's it going, guys? Yeah, not bad, not bad. It's, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that Brad's joined us for, uh, for for the second week of season two. Really, it's a uh, it's a, a nice surprise. Yeah, well, he's making us. Out. I um, He's making us pretty get well, up didn't I? Nine o'clock on a Saturday morning to oh. do it, but. Don't. I'm very tired. I now know how you feel when when we record late and your time. I now know how you feel. So I apologise for any <laughs> incoherent sentences if I don't sound like I'm making sense. It's because I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah, just like every other podcast that we've done. Yeah, although this one is just purely self-inflicted. I was I was up playing Saints Row last night, and I don't think <laughs> I went to bed about until about two in the morning. So you know, but I will say I quite enjoyed Saints Row. But that's that, that's for a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Let's jump straight on with this one: Tooth and Claw, a uh, nightmarish. What would you What would you call it? Like a like not a fairy tale, but what's what's like an that's old it. werewolf story, like a fantasy? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. What did you think of it, lads? What are your overall thoughts? Uh, confused because uh, a tooth and claws actually is my tattoo studio that I go to, so uh, it was quite funny to see that. But um, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, tooth and claws where I go get my tattoos done. It's uh, are they Doctor Who I don't know. They, I mean, they could be. They must be I, I, I never, I never asked really. I'll have to ask. I think you're gonna have to get a Doctor Who tattoo now. You should get the Doctor Who pod logo. Yeah, I feel like I should. Yeah. I love how you're like the place I go for my tattoos. You've got one tattoo. Two, two. Have you? What's the second one? Did you see it when I was out? And... Oh no, you didn't see it, did you? Have you got another tattoo? Yeah, it's on the other side. Like my chest is now covered in two tattoos. What? What's so you've got the eagle? What's the other one? I've got Spartan with the shield and everything. Uh, fuck off! Seriously, I, I'd say so, I don't think I'm doing this. I just think I did this. Like, the last time I was in Dubai was October. I got it done in January. What the fuck? And you didn't? It hasn't even been mentioned. Well, I thought, I thought you knew. <laughs> Send a photo in the group chat. What's this shit? Okay, fair enough. Well, my mugging you off didn't really work there, did it? Yeah, you dickhead. Right, anyway, flying monks. Well, not just any monks, bald monks as well. A strange intro, isn't it? What did you think of it, Brad? The episode in general, I like this episode, to be fair. I think it's um, I think it's proper good. The, also, something me and Jack mentioned as well, the CGI goes up a gear here. The well, oh, it really quality. does, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. what. I, Van Helsing is one of my favourite films with Hugh Jackman, and I was Jesus just Christ. that. I love Van Helsing. I think it's a brilliant film, <laughs> and the CGI of the werewolf transformation in that cage was just pure Van Helsing. I was like, yeah, I'm on board with that. That that was really it. Made up for the shit CGI last week. Now, the biggest question is: before they turn into a werewolf, what is the uh, person, Jack? What is the person? Ah, right. So I, I got confused. Well, not confused, right? So the... the, the, the Some genders. Yeah. So the person in the cage, I thought originally was a woman because it sounded like a woman. Then I thought it sounded like a child. And then when they cut close to the face, it was like, huh, that's a man. <laughs> what the fuck? Honestly, I, I genuinely was, it was like... Crazy oh, it's crazy in the thought process. It was, it was really weird because, because uh, you see, you, you don't actually see, you, you just see the hooded figure in the cage. And um, I was like, oh, right, okay, yeah, that's that's obviously a man. And then they the, the started speaking, and I was like, wait a minute, that's a woman. That's really weird, but fair play. And then Brad, like, I just see Brad in the corner just pissing himself laughing, and I'm like, what are you laughing for? And he's like, it's not a woman, man. And I'm like, it sounds like a woman. And then I was listening closely again, and I was like, oh, no, it's a child. And he's like, mate, that's not a child either. 
Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. It, it's just obviously it was a man, like you know, you see, you see the transformation. But um, a very pasty-looking man though, with black eyes as well. I think that was a giveaway that he wasn't from Earth. You know, these, yeah, you know, kind of just pure black eyes, pasty skin, turns into a werewolf, and the doctor's like, hmm, don't think he's from around here. You know, oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to the transformation a bit. Let's go through it, sort of, uh, not beat by beat, but let's go through it. In- chronological order because i do have a bit to say about the opening scene and the fly monks and everything did you guys yeah, like sure. it <laughs> i i did actually um i did make me laugh though because he, he kind of, the, the bald man comes in and he just goes we only want one thing and i was just sitting there thinking ah, he's gonna say a hair transplant <laughs> but uh, no i've got to say the the only thing i i, I get why they did it because of course you know choreographing fight scenes is very uh is, is very expensive and very time consuming um, and there's a lot of kind of quick camera cuts and changes and everything like that, which makes it a little bit disorientating, which I get why they've done it, because they want to show that there was a quick attack and everything like that. Um, but I'm assuming they did that as well, because if you cut really quick and you chop and change, you don't actually have to show the full fight scene. You just have to show certain, like you could just focus on one character and it, it makes sense if you was to cut and chop and change between. But uh, yeah, interesting, interesting villains. I've got to say, didn't expect bald monks and a werewolf in this one. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a strange mix. I actually watched, Brad, do you remember the Doctor Who confidentials that they used to do? Oh, yeah. I don't think I really watched them, but... No, nor did I, but I watched it for this episode. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just put it on. Do you know who they got What's to that? do the choreography for the fight? This blew my mind. Oh, someone from like Karate Kid or something. The, the, the fight choreographer from Batman Begins. Love really? Really? Weirdly yeah. enough, I was actually going to say that this reminds me of Batman Begins. I don't know why. It's that vibe, like with the temples and stuff. Yeah, no, I, can, I can see that to be honest. As in Batman Begins with the um, oh, the League of Shadows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, he came in, and there's some brilliant behind the scenes of that guy that uh, owns the house, the Scottish guy that gets like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. kicked in the yeah. chest and then thrown miles. He had to do that 50 times, bless him. He said he came up and he was all bruised down his back and all bruised on his stomach. It was dead funny watching it. <laughs> but the way they did the wires absolutely cracked me up because, you know, they're all like flying through the sky, the red monks and everything. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah it's like wires. And it is just so each of those wires, there's just a fat man on the other side that's like standing on a ledge and they just jump off of the ledge and pull the wire down with them, and then they send these monks flying in the sky. Like, if you get five minutes, just watch it. It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's so funny. I I, I watched Jackass 3 this week, and uh, they did a similar thing, you know, the uh, the, when Wee Man decides to bungee jump using Preston as an anchor. And it's that part where Preston comes down, and of course, as Preston goes down, Wee Man's going up, and you just see Wee Man get whiplash as he gets pulled down into the water. (laughs) But uh, that's quite funny. I'm going to have to Google that. We'll, we'll have to find a clip and put it on Instagram or uh, Twitter or something just to yeah, just try for sure, it. Yeah, for sure. It's so funny. So, TikTok. yeah, so <laughs> TikTok. Still yeah, inactive. Uh, no, I posted last night, actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah thank you. Oh, We're full of surprises like in this group, chat. <laughs> mug me off again. <laughs> so I have a note here, Jack, that said, how long was it until you worked out it was a werewolf? But clearly you didn't even realise it was a man at first. So presumably you didn't no, have a clue no. what was going on. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no clue. Oh, well, actually, I did kind of have a clue. Um, I think, I, I think it was when they they were at dinner and they're, they're talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be a werewolf," which was quite cool, actually. Uh, I've got to say, they kind of, uh, they did make it obvious. Like looking back, it was like, "Oh, yeah, they were they were dropping hints and everything like that." But 
I quite like that because it does build the tension throughout the episode. And I've got to say, this is quite a tense episode. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen because you've got lots of people. There's, there's lots of targets. You know, anyone can die. You know, all right, you know that the Doctor and Rose are going to, you know, going to be fine. But, you know, people like Queen Vic, the, 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 uh, the owner of the house, the lady of the house, you know, you, you don't know who's going to live, who's going to die, which I quite like, actually. I quite like. Yeah, and there's some fucking gruesome deaths in this one as well, to be fair. Like, uh, yeah. again, it, in the behind the scenes, they were like, have we gone too far? Have we made it too scary for a kid's program? I was like, to be fair, yeah, that, that first guy that gets like where the wolf drops down from the ceiling and then oh, lifts yeah. him up. I was like, oh, fuck me. That's brutal. Oh, God. That, that was, that you don't really see anything, though. You no, hear it, though. Kind of, yeah, it's the kind yeah. of jump scare kind of thing, isn't it? You know, for a kid, that's got to be pretty pretty scary. Yeah, true. Yeah, it was, but... it was pretty fucked up. But um, yeah, I mean, what do you think about them sort of taking a folk like a folklore story and uh sort of like giving it a basis in reality so they're like oh it's scared of mistletoe because they've made it scared of mistletoe that was how they trained it to obey them and that sort of rewriting of history what do you guys think of that yeah i I quite liked it It reminded me a little bit of the unquiet dead and it's it's how it's the direction i thought they were going to take the unquiet dead in because i i thought with the unquiet dead i thought they were going to the whole experience was going to be Charles Dickens' inspiration for A Christmas Carol with the yes. spirits and everything like that. That's the direction that I thought they were going to take the Unquiet Dead in, but they didn't. Um, and of course, they've taken it and it's like right at the end of the episode. You know, the doctor's like, oh, yeah, she was a, uh, what was it? He, hemoph- she, had, she had hemophilia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Queen is aware. And that, that was it. <laughs> and, and, and it's just, you know what? It's just stuff like that. You're just like, oh, okay, that, that would. Yeah, technically makes sense. All right, we know what well, do we know that the, the queen wasn't a werewolf, but you know it, it's just it's just something like that. You know, it just gives you that little bit of huh, it could be you know which which I quite like. It's clever writing, it, you know, it really is clever writing. Um, and I did I did put that it does explain why Prince Andrew is a predator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, again on the behind the scenes stuff. They say uh, they actually had Stephen Moffat on behind the scenes because apparently Did he it? was really involved on in like in this series. Even though he was like basically like deputy showrunner, which I didn't realize until I watched this. Yeah, and he was saying the way you get the kids involved, uh, engaged is to have a scary monster. The way you get the adults mm-hmm. engaged is to have a psychological horror sort of theme running through it. And I think that works pretty well, to be honest. Like, yeah, no, agreed. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the later seasons of Doctor Who certainly like. Chris Chippendale era, it sort of lacks that psychological horror behind it. It is just Monster of the Week. So, yeah, it was a dead interesting episode. What I noticed as well, if you take the Christmas Invasion as episode one of series two, it follows the exact same formula as season one. So you have the Christmas Invasion, you introduce the Doctor. Episode two, you then go into the far future, which is New Earth, which was set only 23 years after, apparently, the end of the world. And then episode yep. three is the historical one where they're planning to go somewhere, end up in the wrong date and have an adventure as a result of it. I, you know what? I did put that mm. note as well. And the fact that the doctor fucked up where they were supposed to go again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just like, I mean, don't go wrong. You, you kind of make them, you know, say if you was going for, you know, the 1800s and you were going for Cardiff and you ended up in Swansea or something like that. Or, you, you know, even if you ended up in like America or something like that, as long as you was in the right time, you're like, okay, right. That's a little bit. But that's two kind of massive cock-ups that he's made on the time and the location as well. It is a bit of a running theme as well, though, isn't it? That happens quite a yeah. lot. Right, that the Doctor can't seem to fly the TARDIS. And it, it comes up a lot more in future series as well. 
Yeah, mm. for sure. I think there's an episode where, um, oh, is it the doctor's wife where the TARDIS comes, like it gets embodied in a woman and- uh, Yeah, yeah. And she says like, oh, the reason you don't know how to drive me very well. Oh, it goes, I never took you where you wanted to go. I always took you where you needed to go. Needed, yeah. Baby, where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah so, yeah, so the monks then infiltrate the house. They infiltrate the Queen's guards as well by mm-hmm. feeding them all tea. And I just thought, it's just dead lucky that all those Queen's guards took a sip of that tea at exactly the same time and they all start passing out at exactly the same time. <laughs> well, I've got That's to say, yeah, very the, convenient. The, the roofy coladas were strong there. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, it was just, again, it's a, I, you know, they, they were like, right, we've got to get rid of the guards somehow. And they were just like, oh, let's just make them all die by, you know, kind of poisoning them. Um, but I, I don't know. Again, it's just a convenient plot point, isn't it, really? You know, you, yeah. you wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been out of place if the monks did like some kind of sneaky, you know, stealth takedown or something like that, because obviously they're trained to do that. They're monks. Um, but again, I guess two things. One, it's convenient for the plot. And two, some kind of stealth takedown scene would have probably been a bit more expensive than four dudes drinking a cup of tea. <laughs> Just falling over. Falling over. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, something I did notice, one, well, Queen Victoria turned up, which was quite, uh, which was quite cool. Um, and two, I noticed straight away about the Torchwood link. Yeah, okay, okay. Because you obviously know that there's a Torchwood program coming. Well, they, they it's mentioned in... Um, Oh, the uh, Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's the tortured lasers yeah. that shoot down the cigarettes. The tortured lasers. Yeah, exactly. And of course, I'm sitting there, and he and he mentions. Uh, no, sorry, he doesn't mention. It's on the, the there's a plaque that says Tortured House, and I'm like, oh, I, I I'll turn around with Brad. I was like, it's Tortured. He's like, mm, maybe. And then and then of course, like, right, Queen Victoria's there, and she's like, right, I'm I'm setting up the Tortured Initiative, and I was like, it was Tortured, you dick. It's <laughs> yeah, the Tortured uh, Institute. Yeah, you've got it confused with the Avengers, which I think is this basically set up the Avengers, didn't it? It was a very Queen, Nick Fury yeah, yeah. moment at the end. Is it like Queen, the first ever post-credit scene? Yeah, Queen Victoria is the first Nick Fury. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be one of the TikToks that come out next week. <laughs> um, talking to Queen Victoria, you know what? I the the only thing I didn't like about this episode was Rose interacting with Queen Victoria. Yeah, it gets a bit irritated, doesn't it? It does get really? a bit irritating. Yeah, I just I, I get why they're trying to do it because they want her to go. Oh, we're not amused, but I just she only does it like three times. Yeah, it's yeah, enough to annoy me. To be fair, yeah, I, I just I, oh, like. I Again, well, this is it. I can see why they've done it because they wanted to just add like a little bit of light humor into the the. I suppose you call it a horror series, like kind of a horror episode, really. Yeah, for but sure. Just yeah, I just I don't know. It just did get on my nerves a little bit. I was like, oh, that's not. And it, it was kind of out of character for her as well. You know? Yeah, I, I I I'm inclined to agree. To be fair, like uh, it makes for a funny joke where she's like, oh, "I bet you're fiver," and he's like, "Oh, I'm a time lord. It'd be an abuse of my power." Tenor? Yeah, go on then. Very funny, but yeah. it should have stopped there, or it should have been done more subtly. Like she can't just say, "Are you amused? Are you amused? Are you amused? Are you amused? Are you not amused?" Fucking hell, Rose. Can yeah, you... yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed a little bit, you know, kind of out of character for Rose. But look, hey, that is what it is. It's not not the worst thing in the world, but uh, but it was just a small a small work. Um, I think but... it's a bit where she's starting to she's starting to get used to travel with the Doctor. Like she's enjoying the light hearted side of traveling back in time, boarding time. 
especially when you think as well when they when they're in that room and they pause and she sort of looks at him and goes werewolf and it's like it's a big thing like she's like oh my god we found a werewolf yeah no yeah, that's, that's true, true. They, they do they, they do kind of like celebrate twice don't they the, the first time is when they first meet Queen Victoria. They're like, oh my God, that was Queen Victoria. Yeah. And then they're like, oh my God, that was a werewolf, which I quite like because it shows that they're they're not just bouncing around just for the hell of it. You know, they're, they're actually, you know, going and seeing the universe and timeline and, you know, and everything like that, which I quite like, you know. And uh, But mm. yeah, I don't know, just just the Queen Victoria thing. Just, yeah, uh, it, it was just a small thing. It was a small thing. No, for sure. <laughs> But the transformation on that werewolf, we sort of briefly mentioned earlier, it is fucking brutal. Oh, I mean, yeah. I just, I, the, the thing with, um, the, the reason I compared it to Van Helsing was because with Van Helsing, they actually used, um, I believe they used anyway, uh, like kind of an actual uh, prosthetic on the face. Okay. So what they did is they, they covered it. I may, I may be getting confu- uh, confused with... Uh, I think it's American Werewolf in London or something or London, whatever it is. But they, they actually put a layer of latex over the face of the actual actor. And then they had a prosthetic that went over the mouth that actually physically extended. And the idea okay. was that they they'd kind of, they put underneath like, I can't remember if it was blood or, or like more skin or something like that. But the idea is, is the nose actually kind of like the mouth and the nose extended into like a point. And that was how it was done. And then they brushed it up with CGI and everything like that. And that's why it looks so good. And I was just like, I was watching that and I was like, that actually looks like that. That looks like that. But that's been done really, really well. Um, and as I said, it was quite nice to see because the CGI for the last episode was just, oh, it, it looked like <laughs> it's done in, it, it looked like it'd been done in a year nine ICT class, you know. Yeah, clip art or something. Well, this was yeah. like there was no practical effects here. This was all CGI, which it I found really interesting. Yeah, totally yeah. CGI. They the attention to detail that they went there is like when it's walking down the corridors, they had someone in like a morph, like one of those green morph suits that would like blow on the candle to make it look like the wolf was. So they had like a series of candles and people just blowing it as the wolf would be walking past. So they really went like hard into it. But again, on people this behind the scene the thing. Blowing, blowing the candles, sorry. I don't know, maybe they were blowing the walls. Maybe that's all they're into. Girl, that's a sexual harassment case for the BBC next year, isn't it? But again, Wolf the behind the... And... For fuck's sake, go on. No, I got it. I'm, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Um, but yeah, the behind the scenes of the actual transformation is just this guy, like, bending his body in ways, like, it's scarier without the CGI additions. Again, watch it, it's fucking brutal. But it cuts back to Moffat, and Moffat says, the more domestic something looks, the scarier it is. So the CGI is just based off a dog. They, they wanted it to look more like a dog than a wolf, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that it resonates more with them. And I thought, yeah, that works, to be fair. Right? Yeah, no, I, I think that works. That, that was spot on. Um, it just it just looks so good. And, and even, you know, even when it comes out of the cage, you know, you can tell that that wasn't done practically, but it still looked good. You know, when it punches its way out of the cage and then rips the rest of the cage open, you're like, yeah, it, that that looks like that looks as realistic as a werewolf getting out of the cage would do. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, presumably. Yeah, well, it, it, if it was to happen, that's how I imagine it would look like. The only CGI that I think lets it down is the wolf vision that we keep on getting through this episode. I'm not a big fan of that. It was kind of like. Um... Oh, the do, 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 do. who are the bad guys in? Well, I said the, the bad guys. Uh, who's who's the uh, villains in Father's Day? The oh yeah, the Reapers. Reapers yeah, the Reapers. Reapers. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like that, but they've they've put it in like a grey tone instead of uh, red. Yeah, for sure. It's I just thought it could have been as well. What do you mean? Well, like sort of the way they attack, like and, and the way that you view you view their eyes, it's like a similar sort of format for a villain. Okay. Yeah. Fair it, yeah. Uh, again, it's that kind of. Um, I was trying to think of the film that it reminded me of, and, and to be honest, I still can't think of it. But there's a, there's a horror film where you kind of like follow the, the 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 kind of the main villain or like the the monster in its own eyes, and it's that kind of similar thing that floaty camera kind of that that follows them up the stairs or follows them into the room or something like that. And it's I I, I do think it's a it's a it's a kind of a horror, you know, kind of trope again. Yeah, I think up on, which it's a I bit sort of Terminator when you see it through his eyes. And then is it Resident Evil as well? Is it the second one where you've that got that, that um, you nemesis or something? They, yeah, they do nemesis and they also do the dogs as well in Resident Evil 1. That, yes, that the that's it. Movie that's the one. Of. It's the dogs in Resident Evil 1 that is chasing around. You, but again, it, it's, a, it's an animal that's turned into a monster. Um, and it's trying to show that it's it's low, it's fast, it's got eyes on the target, you know, and that that's kind of how you would how you would do it. Um, which I, I I don't dislike. I don't like it, but I don't dislike it either. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree with you. Another thing that I didn't really like in this episode um, is sacrifices for the sake of sacrifices, and it happens twice in this. First with the Queen's Guard, and then with mm. Sir Robert or whatever his name. Well. Was. Look, the, the, there's two things I, I did. I did pick up on that myself. Um, there was two things I thought. One, the the Queen's captain. At the end of the day, it's like the president, isn't it? You know, kind of if if the, if the president, when they're traveling in the three helicopters, if a rocket's fired at the president's helicopter, one of the helicopters has to go in the way of the rocket. Jesus, really? Yeah, because you're protecting the most important person. So that that I could kind of see because it's almost like a sense of. It's a sense of duty to that that captain. You know, he's got to protect the queen. That's the best thing he can do. And, you know, kind of the lord of the house, well, he, you know, he was technically a traitor to the crown, so he wanted to make up for it. Yeah, it's just nothing, though. You know, like, it doesn't slow it down. It doesn't help. You could easily have survived. Like, it's just attention for the sake of tension, I think. So what, you would have hidden in a closet or something like that? Or just hidden Fucking in right, yeah, like that woman at the start. I'd be well in... Are you joking? Of course I fucking would. What are you talking about? That's such a thingy thing to do. R- remind me, if I ever get rich and hire a bodyguard, just remind me never to hire you. <laughs> free shot, mate. Have a go. Yeah, go on. First All right, Brad, free. I've got a question for you. Go on, then. What do you think of the Doctor's little reading glasses? Doctor's little reading glasses. Yeah, yeah when they're in the library and he pulls out his little, the most 2006 pair of glasses I've ever seen in my life, I think. Oh, yeah, they're pretty classic, though, to be fair. Like, they, they make him look smarter. Yeah, Do you reckon? Like a... Yeah, I think so. No, I yeah, agree with pulls... Yeah, 100%. Since when did the Doctor need glasses, though? What a weird thing to include. Well, it's reading glasses, isn't it? Yeah, but he's a fucking he's alien. glasses. <laughs> he's still he's clearly still got a bit of a defect in his eyes <laughs> yeah they didn't regenerate properly he was too busy getting his second hand back or whatever <laughs> yeah and he goes halfway on the eyes <laughs> but i just thought a weird inclusion and they look like you know you can get like a two pound pair of glasses from boots or something they just look like that just, oh like doing that, basically isn't it? yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> that was a bit of a weird scene though with the books uh, i actually quite like that comment that he makes um and again it's something coming up in the um in a future episode in a future series but 
when he turns around and he says, um, oh, what's the line? Books are the greatest weapons or something, right? That's it, yeah. Books yeah, are that's great, it, yeah. yeah. We're, we're in a library. Books are the greatest weapon in the world or something, yeah. I might yeah, be mixing that up with the actual future episode, but yeah, that is <laughs> no, the right line. I, I, do, I do like that, that kind of aspect with knowledge is power and everything like that. I like it, but what I didn't get is it didn't make sense because the Doctor obviously knew about werewolves because throughout the episode, I was shouting at the TV going, does nobody know about silver bullets? And then the doctor then goes, oh, well, unless you've got any silver bullets. And I'm like, right, <laughs> yeah. so obviously the, the doctor knows about wells, so that's fine. But the missile like, mistletoe thing was new. I, I don't, I didn't know that that was a thing. I, it may not be a thing. It may just be a thing that they included in, you know, in, in the Doctor Who episode. But for, seeing as the doctor already knew about werewolves and everything like that, I just don't understand why he had to read up on werewolves if he already knew about them. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I sort of got the idea that he knew about like the lore of werewolves, but he didn't know about like this specific, you know, because it's not a werewolf, is it? It's a human that's been embodied by an alien that turns into a wolf. So, and I also think he was trying to look for like a practical solution because it turns out that this whole house had been designed to trap the werewolf. I think he was trying to find some clues uh, into that, right, Brad? Yeah, he's just trying to find a way of how to actually defeat it. Like you say, werewolves aren't actually real, so it's not a real werewolf. It's an alien, as as he says. I can't even remember what they call it. Uh, some random alien name uh, from another planet. But yeah, it's it's not a werewolf, so he has to actually look and find what can be used to defeat it. Yeah, and alternative solutions than silver bullets as well, because he, like he says, he doesn't have any on him. Yeah, and that's also not a real thing because werewolves aren't real. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, they might be. <laughs> Let's remember that. <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, they might, you never know. <laughs> I uh I really like that library scene. The only thing that doesn't make sense is if the werewolf can't get through the doors or the walls because of the mistletoe and he drops yeah. in through the ceiling. Yeah. Doctor then locks him in to the library. How does he get out? No, he leaves the door open. I no, I he shuts the door. No, 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 no. No, he, he doesn't because they barricade shut the door. Yeah, no, he doesn't shut the door. So I was about to moan and go, how did the doctor, like, how did the wolf get through the, the door that he couldn't get through the other side? But he doesn't shut the door. The door's open uh, and the wolf comes okay. through the door. All right, all right. Yeah, fair, enough, fair enough. So we can blame the doctor for that one. Could have contained it in, in the uh, in the library, but uh, no. he Yeah, was just wait around. till sun up and then kill it as a normal human. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> which, 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 by the way, talking of, uh, of killing a man, Queen Victoria being strapped. Oh, she mate. Pulled, she pulls out a gun and just caps him. Like, she just pops a <laughs> cap in him. And then blames it on the captain. She doesn't That's even say That's what I love. Yeah. She's got fucking no shade. She's just, she will just point blank kill a man and be like, oh, it was the captain. Well, I don't know. Yeah, the captain did it, yeah. I, I mean, damn. I, How many times thought... has she done that before? Though? That's what I want to no. know. <laughs> she was the only person that rolled strip. She killed everyone. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, I love Michael that. I think that's Michael Caine wasn't there. It was just Queen Victoria the entire time. She was just like, yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll take on all of them. But um, I, I did think that the kind of head monk, I guess you could call him, was actually going to survive that. I just had it in the back of my mind that I was like, oh, he's, he's probably got some kind of superstitious power that means that he's also immune to bullets or something like that. But I, I was surprised that they actually just killed him dead there and then. Yeah, so I did I to be fair. as well. Go on, mate. No, I don't know about you guys, and this might just be a me thing, but that head monk gave me Christopher Eccleston vibes. Yeah, yeah, I could did see he? it. Oh, oh, a similar I... vibe, doesn't he? I'd... 
I generally looked right because I've not watched this episode for a long time. And when he came up, I thought, is that Chris Trackleson? And then he gets close, <laughs> it's clearly not. But like, it just gives me that vibe, and it's just weird. I no, I do completely agree. To that. They do look very, very similar. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just it, the the funny thing is there was a bald referee in the uh, in the World Cup, and he just kept reminding me of him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I thought when 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 the queen popped that guy, I because it happens off screen. I was like, right, okay, now is he pretending to be the queen? Is that what's like? I knew how this episode ends as well. And I was like, oh, so like that felt like you said like an unresolved plot point there. I thought for sure something else was going to be happening. Yeah, that's it. I I, gen- I genuinely thought that they were gonna, you know, they they were gonna he was gonna come back and it was just like a oh I've survived the bullet kind of thing. Like you know, Commissioner Gordon and Batman. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Speaking of Batman um, Begins. Which, by the way, today's Batman Day, apparently. Well, I think, oh, I saw well, that on Now TV it, this we? morning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know they're showing The Dark Knight in 4DX in Basden later. Are they re- oh, mate, that could be worth going to, you know? It could be, but I'm going to watch Oppenheimer later today. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I can't, I can't really spend six hours in a cinema today. That's <laughs> just too long. <laughs> of course you can. Do you remember when we did all the Hunger Games? No, see, no the, the one we did was... Uh, we did back-to-back uh, Endgame. Yeah. We did a video yeah, watch straight to uh, Ingo. Yeah, I Who did I do Hunger Games with? Maybe that it was must have been your other friends. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what did we do? We did Infinity War straight into Endgame. Yeah, so we watched Infinity War in the cinema, then came out for like a 10-minute break, and then they put on, um, put on Endgame at midnight. That's fucking sick, to be fair. <laughs> that, was, that, was yeah, that, was, that was peak cinema, that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, again, um, the Doctor's got a very... Um, Sensitive tongue, should we say? Oh yeah, he's oh, a bit rude in this episode, isn't he? No, 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 not uh, that. Yeah. So, oh, in the yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. special, he, he identifies a blood type by just licking it. And this episode, he just identifies what would, you know, kind of what varnish is used on a door, also by licking it. <laughs> I mean, I, I've worked out a way to kill the doctor. Just get him to just be like, oh, what was this? Coat it with cyanide, bang, gone. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I don't know about you, Brad, but it feels sort of very Sherlock to me. Yeah, it's it, well, it's it's obviously something that he has. As, well, I don't know if he's actually said that, but it's obviously like a Time Lord thing, isn't it? That he can do that because no one else can do it. But yeah, it does have that Sherlock vibe, a Benedict Cumberbatch feel to it. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I, quite, I, I quite like that though, because at the end of the day, that's you know sometimes how you identify something. You know, if it smells pretty sulfuric or you know not to that extent though like i couldn't lick a bit of wood and go yeah that's oak mate <laughs> no, no no but but like say for example <laughs> if you was, if you was to work with wood you wouldn't necessarily lick it but the way it feels or the way it looks or something like that you'd be able to go oh that's wood but, well you, you know well, wood, yeah like, yeah we know it's wood yeah if you're <laughs> that's wood yeah nice one <laughs> thought it was metal <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe if he was an apprentice woodmaker. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, that's wood, mate. Yeah. Oh fucking oh, hell! It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's too early, man. It's too early. Um. Right. Yeah. No, I like it though. I like the fact that he has to work things out. He's not just so in later seasons with Jodie Whittaker specifically. I know, but and with Matt Smith as well. He'll just sonic everything, or she'll just sonic everything, and it's like, ah, oh, you're not doing anything. Like I could work out if it was fucking mistletoe, if I could zap the sonic at it, and it would give me the answer. 
Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, which I quite like as well. There is a thought process. You see the doctor's thought process in the library, um, which I really like. He just kind of he just works through it, and he's and he's just as he's working out that. Um, you know, with the diamond and, and everything like that, and you just see his thought process just over the span of a minute. And it's very chaotic, it's very energetic. It's he's like um I did think it was kind of like Doc Brown, you know, when you see Doc Brown in Doc in um, Back to the Future and he's just like running around, it's just chaos and Martin the flies like, What's going on? He's just like, Yeah, just this and this and this. And I quite like that. It just shows yeah, that level sure. of energy from the doctor, which I, I really, really like, and it just keeps it interesting, you know. Yeah, definitely, because he's supposed to be this intelligent bit and he's supposed to be working out, you know, as a message for kids, it's supposed to show that, you know, intelligence overcomes all. I don't even think he yeah. uses the sonic screwdriver this episode, does he? Yeah, he uses it to lock the door. door. Oh, yeah, to lock the door that he kicks in initially. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I quite liked it. It was, it was um, as I said, it was kind of almost that, you know, stroke of, madness but genius you know that that kind of mad scientist kind of you know thing which i i like i you know i really did like um but then of course we we kind of head towards the ending you know they they realize that prince albert actually cut the diamond down to to save the queen which i don't know they, they didn't really explain how prince albert knew that that was going to be an issue that Queen Victoria was going to come across in the future after he'd gone? I thought, so I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought it had been like Prince Albert had been visiting this house for years, had been, mm. you know, subject to the stories, he'd heard them all, and he knew that this, this monastery was um, waiting for one of her visits to coincide with the full moon. So I think he knew about this plan for a while. I quite like yeah. the idea of it, though. I knew it was going to be a MacGuffin as soon as she pulled it out of her bloody bag. Uh, but no, I, I, I quite like that solution, to be fair. I'd actually yeah. forgot, to be fair, bearing in mind that we, obviously we, me and you, Josh, have seen this episode before. I forgot yeah. it was the diamond. I just had in my head that it was the crown. And um, Yeah, yeah, no, yeah so did I, mate. Yeah. She pulled out the diamond, actually. Yeah, yeah. Would it have made more sense if it was the crown jewels? I think so, because, I mean, it's, it wouldn't work the same way because you can't, you wouldn't be able to reflect the light off of it to, you know, eventually kill the werewolf. But, but yeah, I think it would have made more sense for it to be a crown because that's the mm. most. It's the crown jewels. That's the a prized possession. That's what she would be carrying with her. Yeah, and is Prince Albert? That's when you get your willy pierced, right? Yeah. Right. And crown is also he's also cocky for your bollocks as well. There you go. So there's some sort of euphemism going on throughout this episode. Yeah, it's it's, it's just honestly, cockney, like kind of just East London talk is just very weird sometimes. I don't know why. But, but I didn't um, do any. Uh, I didn't do any fact checking. But this whole thing about Prince Albert getting that diamond cut down and it's forty percent the size that it used to be. Do we reckon that's true and they've worked that into the story? I don't know, in fairness. I didn't actually have time to look that up. And the other thing I didn't have time to look up as well was um, she mentions that uh, she likes, ever since Prince Albert died, she likes reading super, like kind of superstitious stories and everything yeah. like that. I think that might be true, but I didn't have time to look it up. But I think that may be true. I think it was counted, like kind of uh, documented that she did enjoy supernatural stories because she missed Albert and she wanted to believe that there was something on the other side if that makes sense so the diamond thing could be true um i think the diamond is actually a diamond though um like it's an actual artifact that i think is in the tower of london i think okay. they may have okay. moved it um but yeah I, I think it's a real diamond but whether it was cut down or, or not I, I don't know yeah no 
very I, I i do like it when they do sort of you know they use the supernatural to fit in like a gap in 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 history do you know what i mean yeah no exactly exactly and um I'm glad they did it this episode because I was a little bit disappointed with the Unquiet Dead because I thought that's the direction they were taking it. But um, mm. yeah, it's a re- it's a redemption thing. An entire season later, and they finally did the thing they were gonna that I thought they were gonna do. Yeah, well, get used to that as well, JP. That's how, especially in the Moffat era, that's how many stories go. Oh, really? I love I, <laughs> yeah. see, I, I love things like that. It's just like you look at me, you're like, no way. That's why that happened. Yeah. So, Brad, in the finale, you know when they're turning they're pulling on that fucking wagon wheel thing to realign the telescope yeah yeah for some reason all i could think about is the finale of this season i don't know why just the way they're sort of both holding onto it and pulling what? it and struggling with it just really gave me vibes of what's to come in the future well, no? i didn't actually i didn't actually think of that to be fair but now you say it yeah it does it's that the two of them again i mean it's always going to be the two of them it's the doctor and rose but yeah the way that it's not trying to spoil too much, but no, the way exactly. that they're involved at the end. Yeah, just how they're um, holding on to and like really struggling with something. Yeah, I just yeah, really yeah. got really got yeah. the vibe of that. That sense of urgency that you really need to do it to survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the finale was fine. He just lobs the diamond perfectly into the light stream. Great pro. Shot, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, great, great shot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it just happens to reflect the light. Only onto the werewolf, uh, which leads me to it my next question. It reflected anywhere else. I guess not, but it's just lucky that the werewolf was standing in the only beam of light that it emitted, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that leads me on to my yeah. next question, JP. Did you get the Easter egg this episode? We actually watched this together last night. Did you? Is it? I bet it's quite sick watching it together, you know? It is quite funny, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to like pause it and stuff, JP. I was like, oh, this is going to take ages. What? But no, you didn't. You just watched <laughs> I generally thought he'd pause to make notes and stuff, but no, he just made notes yeah. off the bat. It was good. Li- li- like, literally, just, <sighs> just watched it all the way through, and then I sent the notes in the chat, and Brad was like, when did you make notes? And I was like, uh, <laughs> just doing the thing. That it's shows how much we think really of you, good. JP. We don't think you can yeah, watch know, something yeah. and type at the same time. Oh, yeah, no, that is it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. No, because I'm sure of... we spoke about it, and you said you had to pause it. No, 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 the only reason I have to pause it is because I'm watching it on my phone. So to write notes, I have to stop the, ah, the thing. Got you, got you. See, so it, it pauses it. But I, I can write notes and do that. It's just that <laughs> it may not make sense or have, you know, kind of correct grammar or spelling. But Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, it's very fun trying to watch Jack um, make any sort of link to any sort of angel in our oh, <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, there is there is going to be some reaching in this episode. I'll tell you. I was going oh, through the is. whole episode thinking, right, he how could he make that angel related? How can he make that <laughs> moonlight? That's got to be something with angels. Oh yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, you, you're on, you're on that similar line. Oh, right, get ready for a reaching here because I'm still. <laughs> I'm still working on the angel thing. I, I just, in all honesty, I couldn't find something that was blindingly obvious. But they were going on about mistletoe, and mistletoe we all know is Christmas time. It's a Christmas thing, isn't it? Yeah. So what I was thinking, the mistletoe, kind of like Christmas, Christmas spirit, spirit of angels, all that stuff. And also when the werewolf, like when the werewolf gets hit by the light, ref, like uh, refracted from the diamond. He kind of goes into like an angel pose, like the, the light behind him kind of looks very angelic. So I'm still going with the angel thing, but I do feel like I'm reaching for this one. No, mate, I think, 
I think you're drawing lines that maybe somebody wants you to draw lines. Um, actually speaking of that, <laughs> you know, making connections. This is really frustrating because you two know exactly what it is. Brad, Brad literally, when we started watching this last night, Brad sat down and went, yeah, the Easter is definitely in this one. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah for sure. It yeah, is. I knew it was. Before I even watched it, I knew it was in it. So... <laughs> We may or may not be texting each other right now saying how much of an idiot you are yeah. or how we're very scared that you've got it right. You know, oh, one of those two things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, no, there is something I want to mention, though, just quickly talking of Easter eggs. Um, there is a Bad Wolf reference in there. Yes, there is, there is. actually, yeah. There yeah. is. There is a Bad Wolf um, because when, you know, the the uh, the the female who was actually a male but not a child um says that yeah no she's <laughs> he, he says to rose he says um yeah no he says about you i think he says like you you've seen the, the you've met a wolf before or something you've met a wolf yeah. before yeah um which i did notice and then it did put me off a little bit because i thought oh for god's sake they're not doing another bad wolf reference are they <laughs> <laughs> that could be the Easter egg. and i've just missed bad wolf the entire time because i've gone yeah i've just blocked it out but um, yeah. bad wolf 2.0 yeah, it could be, but no, <laughs> I, I mean, like, you know, that 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 was quite a nice little uh, little thing as well. So I noticed that, and I, no, I noticed the torture of one before it was announced at the end. Yeah, the um the blue light, the bit where the wolf turns a bit angelic. Uh, Brad, I again flash forward in though, Brad. I got vibes to the end of season three. End of uh... you know when someone's old and becomes young. Yeah, yeah, that does have a similar sort of. Uh... The vibe to it. I don't really see any other link though, other than it's just the way that you know it's the BBC using their CGI special effects sort of thing, isn't it? They obviously didn't have a budget so. to do different things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah, I was actually uh, I was watching. I've been watching some random episodes of Torchwood, which we'll come back to in a second. And like, do you remember the Children of Earth series that they did, Brad? Yeah, the one that got absolutely slated, but I actually really liked. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. But they've got one yeah, alien. It's a great throughout the entire series it's like the big bad and it's got like it's raw is so fucking familiar and i was like where do i know this raw from and it's the fucking nesting consciousness from season one of this doctor i'm like how can you this is your main character how are you using the same thing from the very first what is the actual doctor same thing? character or just the person who does the voice sort of thing just just the same noise different alien but the same noise oh same noise okay yeah okay. same noise well oh, speaking of that speaking of noises the noises for this werewolf, how do you think they did it? I'm guessing one of the sound crew has a very big and angry dog. Okay, Brad, any guesses? I was going to say, do they like do it through like a, you know, like a, oh, I'm trying to think of something what it could be. <laughs> I was going to say a Pringles tube, like something like where they <laughs> make a noise through. <laughs> you know when you tube. make a noise, you know when you make a noise through like a tunnel like <laughs> thing and it makes that sort of. That sort of echoey noise. That's what I'm on the vibe of. <laughs> they didn't make this in the 1930s. Love <laughs> I can't yeah. think like a. I can't think of what it would be. But well, you think if you just talk into a Pringles tube, it just comes out sounding like a werewolf? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, but it's like on the Doctor Who theme. It's like when you talk into a fan and it sounds like a Dalek. Happens. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But that's also <laughs> words and the voice. This is a growl and a roar and a freaking yeah, Same thing. Sounds. Anyway, mm. I thought it was going to well, be something clever. I thought it was going to be like they've reversed a dog's bark or something like that. Anyway, yeah. again, the behind the scenes, it just smash cuts to this man, probably about 40 years old with a microphone in front of him, just going rah, rah, rah. like it's just there's no again, there's no trickery at all. It is just a man making these noises into a microphone. It's fucking the weirdest fair, thing I've ever seen. 
Okay, now you've said the now you've said those sort of noises. My my point sounds stupid, but I was thinking more of the like the 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 howl. That's why I thought that. Okay, not right, the, but not again, the, not the weird the, little roars. <laughs> the howl is just a forty-year-old man making a howling noise. Oh, well, that's rubbish. Blame the BBC for that. <laughs> it's so yeah, funny. I mean, again, you've got to that, watch it. But that kind of, I mean, you know, you look at. Um, did any of you see the uh, James May, our man in Japan? Uh, yeah. Yes. Because he go he goes to the that animation studio, doesn't he? Oh he yeah, he does the, the anime, dog. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he 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 plays the part of the dog, so that that does make sense. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was going more more on the lines of Star Wars and the fact that the Tie Fighters were were based on the sound of a baby elephant. Were they really? Yeah, seriously. Look out, Tie Fighter. The Tie Fighter noise is mixed in with a baby elephant in there. Oh, I love that. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, have you it's, seen the um, have you seen the clips of uh, Darth Vader being voiced by Dave Prowse instead of uh, what's the guy's weird, name? Weird, isn't it? Uh, uh, L. Um, L. Jones. James L. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James L. It's Jones, so yeah. funny just hearing this British it is, guy. It, <laughs> but he's, he's more Scottish, isn't he? I think I think he's more Scottish, and he's just yeah, like, he's, yeah, just, yeah. You're just like, oh, that doesn't sound like Darth Vader. That's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's very strange. But, yeah, um, that's very weird. So yeah, sorry, bit of a tangent there. Um, yeah, and then he just sort of wraps up. He just, I don't know what happens. He just sort of well, disappears into oblivion. Yeah, I mean, of course, the, the biggest plot point is, you know, he. I did kind of think that they were going to go in the direction that they did with Queen Victoria being a, a wolf because, you know, the Victorian age, we know, you know, you've got the, the, the revolution, you know, everything like that with the what do they call it the industrial revolution that's it you know where everything was suddenly kind of improved in terms of technology and everything like that and the doctor makes a comment and he says oh yeah because they say that they the, the wolf wants to go after the queen he says oh yeah no if the wolf if the wolf bites the queen then you know just think of all the weapons and and that will that will, it will just come on leaps and bounds and i was like oh i wonder if they're going to explain that's how the industrial revolution started that was queen victoria was actually a werewolf and they did it right at the end which I quite like, actually. Uh, I, I, it just adds that little bit of kind of doubt in your mind. You're like, oh, okay, could could Queen Victoria be a werewolf? Yeah, that's a good point. How do you fair. think the royal family actually feels about that? That the BBC have basically suggested the royal family could be werewolves. <laughs> oh, it's funny though, isn't it? That's a good question, to be fair, because we do get like happy Queen about Liz that? and everything. Well, they must sign off on it, mustn't they? Yeah, they must know about it. And I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty... Oh, I don't know if this is true, but I'm sure... The Queen is a fan of Doctor Who. Yeah, she, she watched, must she, be. She well, she's in it. a couple of episodes, yeah. for fuck's sake. Is she? Yeah, it's in quite a few. Yeah. Well, well I... Not actually her, but... No, oh, yeah, no that would be fucking sick. <laughs> uh... That's what I was really surprised. I was like, wait a minute. I <laughs> um, well, I think they're probably quite happy with it because it distracts from the fact that they're lizard people. So it's like the perfect oh. red herring for them. Yeah, true. Beat me to it. Uh, you beat me to it. I was just saying, they, they nearly got it right. They're happy with it because they nearly got it right. You know, but, uh, exactly. Yeah, if the they think we're people. werewolves, they'll stop thinking we're lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they won't try and turn off all the heating in the house. They'll just be like, oh, no, he's got fur. They, they've got loads of fur. They, 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 you know, they can survive in the cold weather. Oh, talking about people with loads of fur. Brad, would you do the werewolf? Brilliant. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if every episode this series is going to have a furry villain. <laughs> Uh, I'm about episode three, and I don't think there is, thankfully. No, I don't think there is either. <laughs> Just strange bat creatures. Um, I did have a yeah. question there. Fuck. Well, oh, yeah. So the kitchen staff, uh, they work mm. out that it could be stopped with mistletoe. 
and they proceed yep. to make exactly one bucket of mistletoe and that's it. Come on, guys, what are you doing? There's like four of you carrying one bucket of mistletoe. Yeah, it was a big bucket, though. It wasn't even a big bucket. It was just one tip and it's done. Yeah. You nah, tip that over was a big bucket and it's done. I'd be filling water pistols up with it. I'd be fucking having it strapped like yeah. one of those uh, utility yeah, water pistols in the 1800s. Yeah, those water pistols in the Victorian times. Famous invention, of course, of the Industrial <laughs> Revolution. That would have been <laughs> the something. The water pistol. Uh, they yeah, that, hoses. They must have had hoses. How did they water the plants? No. I never did. Oh, well, watering they, I mean, cans. There you cans. go. You just fill a shitload of watering yeah. cans up. I mean, you're probably better what, off And then pour the it through the holes. <laughs> yeah, why not? Stand Spring still, Mr. Werewolf. I want to water you. Yeah. <laughs> but dogs don't um, like water at the best of times, and that's normal dogs, let alone a werewolf, mate. I don't think a werewolf's going to like stand there and let you water it. No, this is true. This is true. But, um, so, yeah, so that sort of wraps up the episode then. And we get uh, Sir Doctor of TARDIS and Dame Rose of the Power Estate being banished from yeah. England, presumably. Scotland. Well, I don't know, because she doesn't make it specific, does she? Because at the time, I think I think Scotland is owned by England. Yeah, it would have yeah. been the UK. Yeah, it still is now, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It's not owned by England, though. It's just part of the UK. It's our um, country. But I always thought, again, sorry, JP, we're fast-forwarding again here. In okay. the historical episode of next season, Brad, it ends God, I with... I think what that is. The, the Shakespeare one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It ends with the Queen coming in, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, off with his head, all this sort of nonsense. I thought that was because of this, right? Oh, you thought that was her remembering what happened with the Doctor and... Not her, but her daughter, I think. Her daughter. Yeah, whoever it is. Yeah, I can't remember who it is, but yeah. I thought that was because he'd been banned in this episode, but then they redo it and it's because he marries her in a previous... You know, in like the fiftieth or whatever. Oh, in the in the special, yeah, yeah. So I, is that, that what is that actually confirm why she says that then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's supposed to be the same oh. queen that he marries. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. To be fair, I didn't know. Yeah, that. It's pretty good. Yeah, 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 it's not bad. Sorry, we're fast forwarded way ahead there, JP. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's all right. across all the series in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything to add for this episode, guys? No, I I thought um, just going on to love it or hate it. I've got to say, I love it. I think it was good. It was a, it was an interesting horror episode. Very interesting. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I'm the same. I'd say, yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same. I'd say, love it as well. Um, it's it's, it's an episode that I don't think they've really done with Doctor or New Who anywhere before, um, and the sort of scary side of things. So, I thought it was solid. What you think? This is one of the scariest episodes. I'd say the villain was. Yeah. I I genuinely think yeah, this is probably the scariest episode I've I've seen in Doctor Who. More so than the gas mask one. Yeah, I didn't really find that. That was more creepy than scary. Yeah, that that was more creepy rather than like kind of true horror. Okay, fair enough. I yeah. I agree with you. I, I I quite liked it. I like it a lot. I liked it a lot more than I remembered liking it. I don't know why. I always had this episode down as sort of like a a bit of a naff one. But no, I really liked it. Yeah. I I went into this, Brad, thinking this is one of the worst series of Doctor Who pretty much ever. What are your thoughts on this series as a whole? Just like, uh, give it as generic. It's funny you say that, actually, because I did have a little look at um, the episodes coming up, and I, I can't see a bad episode, if I'm honest, at the moment. Actually, no. I've just oh, get one. fucked. Come on. There's, there's yeah, two no, of the no, worst no, episodes one. of all time. There's one really bad one, but that, that is also quite a funny episode. I quite like that. 
Yeah, um, okay. I think I know which one you're talking about, which I've got a soft spot for. What about the Olympics one? That's actually the one I was talking about, to be fair. Oh, the that's Olympics. not funny. There's the guy and it's quite funny. The council guy. <laughs> that's a council. council axe from the council van. Council road. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. No, I was thinking the one that gets hated the most is the one oh, just where he gets a blowjob yeah. from a concrete slab at the end. Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a terrible episode to be fair. But again, I, I like that one. I think that one's better than the Olympics one. No, I, I don't know. I, I was reading something on Twitter the other day, I think, or X, where it's called now. Um, and someone said that, that that, I can't even remember what it's called now, the episode with the absorber off. That yeah, gets a bad name. Love and Monsters, that's it. Um, yeah, it apparently it gets a bad name, but I'm going to have to obviously rewatch that when we get to it and we'll see what happens at the time. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that one, to be fair. But I think the first half of this series is definitely stronger than the second half of this series. But saying that, we've got some great two-parters coming up. I don't know, you know. I, I, I really don't know. Yeah, I think all the... There, there are three two-parters in this, and I think they're all very good episodes, to be fair. Yeah, agreed with you, especially the introduction of the Ood. I think they're they're the best ones. I think as well. I completely agree with you. Yeah, completely, completely. Yeah, that that two part, the Ood two part, I think uh, is going to be Jack's favorite episode. I can see that happening as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, interesting. When is the the two part? We've got. It's quite a way away. I think. think, Yeah, it's quite a way away. Uh, Yeah. What What are your thoughts on the series so far, JP? Do you think that I? I'm going to jump on my own question here. I think David Tennant is now already the Doctor. I think it's taken him two episodes, and I think it's like, okay, fuck, you are, like, this is who your Doctor is straight off the bat. Like, you've, you've fallen straight into this role. Fucking hell. Yeah, agreed. I, I think the, um, uh, yeah, I just, you, you, I'm now looking at him as the Doctor. I'm not looking at him as David Tennant playing the Doctor now. You know, it's just yeah. like, oh, okay, he's the Doctor. Then that's it, you know, which would, you know, fair play. It's good character development that we're technically two episodes into season two. And that's, you know, they've managed to get that already. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know who the next doctor is, but it's going to be interesting to see if you get that level of kind of smooth transition for the next yeah. doctor. Yeah, no, for sure. Right. I just looked ahead on the episodes. You've also got the one where the TVs suck you off as well. That's a terrible episode. The TV I don't mind that one. I think that's actually quite, that's another historic episode. And I quite like that one, actually. Oh, I hate it. I fucking hate it with Derek from EastEnders in it as the fucking bad yeah. hits his wife. <laughs> He's brilliant, though, isn't it? He is quite good in it, to be fair. Uh, there you go, JP. If that hasn't excited you enough, you've got the Ood, you've got uh, man getting a blowjob from a concrete slab, and you've got TV sucking you off. TV sucking you off, Jesus. Uh, I mean, that sounds like a mad season too. But anyway, <laughs> Brad, anything to add for the episode? Uh, nothing else from me, I don't think. I think we've wrapped everything up, really. Fair enough. Well, then that just leaves us to thank you all for listening. Um, we really do appreciate it. We appreciate you leaving uh, comments, leaving your reviews, leaving your rates. We've got quite a few come in. I just want to say thanks to... Um, just give me two seconds here. Let me put it up. Who's just left us reviews recently. So big thanks to V's Art. Big thanks to George Tate. Uh, Dylan Rose, he was a legend. He's done it for us. And uh, yeah, I think there are a few more. So yeah, leave us the reviews. We'll shout you out. Like the TikToks, Instagrams, Twitter, even though I don't think Jack's posted anything now for about a month and a half. Um, hey, Doc Hooper across every, all the socials. Post yeah. every Friday. That is not true. It is. Just, just every Friday, is that it? 
<laughs> just every Friday, you, just to let people know that, you know, the episode's out. <laughs> actually, I posted on a Thursday this week as well, spice things up. Woo! You did actually, to be fair, yeah. But you miss, yeah, yeah okay, fair enough, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I missed one. I was I was moving house. I missed one on a Friday. Yes, leave me alone. <laughs> well, there's just no excuse. What were you doing on that Friday, though, Jack? Uh, not a lot, really. When I, when I went to work? <laughs> yeah, not a lot. I, was, uh, I slept most of the day, and then uh, I was tired. Man. Moving house is tiring. Yeah, well, yeah, there we go. Well, anyway, lads, thank you <laughs> very much for coming. Uh, we're recording this a little bit early, so, yeah, get the edit done over over the next week or so but yeah follow us like us comment on us engage with us we love it we love you guys thanks for listening everybody yeah thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next week cheers see you later adios amigos